Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning as people who do not deserve to hear your voice, but we know that you have spoken through your word. But Lord, we are so often stiff-necked and hard-hearted that when you speak, we do not want to listen. Lord, help us to be ready to listen this morning. Help us to look into your word and see the truths that are contained there and not just affirm them as truths for others but as truths that apply to ourselves. Lord, may each of the hearts that is here this morning be transformed and changed as we look into your word together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning I wanted to look at uh, hypocrisy and hypocrites. But firstly, we have to consider what is a hypocrite. I remember one of the churches that I was uh, attending in the past that uh, there was this Christian family in the church and they had four children and there was a little girl who was about five, she was the youngest, and one morning after church I saw her running around and uh, playing a game of, of tip or with a ball or something and she was using the word hypocrite and she was saying things like, give me the ball you hypocrite and she I spoke to her older brother, who was quite a lot older, and he said she had worked out that it was a word that meant something bad and that when you called someone a hypocrite, it was an insult. And so she had picked up on this word and was then using it, instead of saying idiot or fool or you're stupid, she would call people hypocrites. She knew it was a bad word and so she used it accordingly to those people she didn't like or in games where she was chasing after a ball, she would be calling the other people hypocrites. We all recognise that the word hypocrite is a bad thing, that you don't want to be called a hypocrite. So what is it? What what does it mean to be a hypocrite? Well, a hypocrite is someone who is two-faced. They are facing in two different directions and giving the appearance that they are uh, one thing when in other respects they are not at all. And in the the, the word originally, it comes from the Greek, and it was used for actors, for people who would play on, on the stage, that they were hypocrites. And so when an actor came down from the stage, you would say, that was great hypocrisy today because they were playing a part. They were pretending to be something on stage when really they're a totally different person. And so all the celebrities that we see in films today, you can say, are wonderful hypocrites. They are people who are playing a part. They are not the people that they play in the movies and on the TV shows, they're actually somebody else, which is why I don't really pay much attention to celebrities when uh, they have these awards nights and you know, people watch them and think that the actors are wonderful people, when all I've fallen in love with is the, 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 the stage person that I really like. They, I like them in certain films and I've fallen in love with that person, not fallen in love with the actor themselves because they are playing a part I want to look at hypocrisy today. I want to look at what it means to be a hypocrite and particular times that people are hypocrites. And this morning I want to start by looking at Jewish hypocrites. I've got three main points this morning and they're there inside the bulletin. Uh, I will firstly be looking at Jewish hypocrites, then I'll be looking at Christian hypocrites and then I'll be looking at non-Christian hypocrites. So firstly, Jewish hypocrites. The Jews that we've read of just a short while ago in John chapter 18 are hypocrites. 
Why are they hypocrites? Why would I say that about the Jews here in this passage in John chapter 18? Well, they pretend to be lawful whilst all the time being unlawful as well. They pretend to be lawful people whilst being unlawful. They're two-faced. They're playing a part when all the time they are unlawful. Now, why would I say that? Why in this passage do I say that these people are being hypocrites? Well, there's a few clues given to us in John chapter 18. If you've got a church pew Bible, it's page 1072 and it'd be good to have a look at it at the moment to see whether I am justified in calling these Jews hypocrites. We see three things that show that they want to keep the law. These Jews want to show that they are law-abiding citizens. Firstly, they want to keep the Lord's Passover. We see that in verse 28. It's a long verse. It says, Then the Jews led Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, the Jews did not enter the palace. They wanted to be able to eat the Passover. The Passover is a festival, a time of celebration, of remembering the time when God brought the Jews out of Egypt. And God said, you are to remember the Passover. You're meant to have at a particular time of year a time of remembrance for when I brought you out of Egypt. And so it was a law. It was a command given by God. And the Jews wanted to show that they were lawful people, that they were taking part in the Passover, that they were keeping God's law. But they also wanted to show that they were keeping the man-made laws to protect the Passover. Did you notice that in verse 28? Before it says they wanted to be able to eat the Passover, it says, By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, the Jews did not enter the palace. Whose palace? The palace of the Roman governor, it says there, the first sentence of of, uh, verse 28. They didn't want to go into a Gentile, a foreigner's house because Jewish law said if you go into a Gentile's house you will be unclean and therefore you are unfit to take part in the Passover. You are not fit to take part in the festival. Now why is a Roman governor's house unclean? Why is it a place that would make you unclean? Well, there are a few reasons given uh, that people would say, uh, as the Jews at the time would say, why it's bad to go into a foreigner's house. One is that there's leaven in the house, so yeast, um, and they're supposed to, at the time of the Passover, get rid of all the leaven to remember that they were leaving Exodus in haste. Uh, They're meant to make bread uh, that's unleavened, without yeast. So that contaminates the house. Also, um, there was an association with Gentile houses that dead bodies were in there and so they made uh, the houses unclean so the way that they performed uh, funeral rites uh, this kind of thing it contaminated the houses full stop and so as a Jew you wouldn't go into a Gentile house and so there was a law that said any Jew who entered such a dwelling would immediately contract defilement which lasted seven days and so these Jews wanted to keep the Passover which is a good thing but they also wanted to keep the, the Jewish laws that would protect them from being unclean so they could take part in the Passover. So they're wanting to keep two laws there, so they're showing that they're lawful people. The other law that they're wanting to keep is Roman law. Did you see that in the passage? Verse 31, Pilate says, Take him, Jesus, yourselves, and judge him by your own law. And then what do they say? They say, But we have no right to execute anyone, the Jews objected. The Jews had been told, you're allowed to deal with most matters in your courts, but when it comes to capital offences, 
Uh, we're in control of those. You don't go around killing people by your own courts. We are the ones who will administer capital punishment. And so they are here going, yes, we are lawful people because we will not administer a capital, uh, uh, capital punishment. We are going to abide by Roman law. So we see that they want to keep the Passover, they want to keep uh, ceremonial cleanness according to their own Jewish laws and they want to keep Roman laws. So they're showing that they're pretty lawful people. Now why would I say that they are hypocrites then? Well, they are unlawful at the same time. They're doing something that is completely wrong. What is that? Well, they're wanting to execute an innocent man here. They're wanting to see a man who has never sinned put to death. And that is murder. They're wanting to commit murder here. How do we know that Jesus is innocent here? Well, it's there in the passage. They are asked by Pilate in verse 29, what charges are you bringing against this man, against Jesus? And what do they say? What's the charge? Verse 30. If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. They don't have any specific charge. They just say he's an evildoer. And trust us, we wouldn't have given him to you unless he'd done some great wrong. They're very vague in their accusation here. He's just simply an evildoer. It's kind of, and we do the same thing today, don't we? We, we don't like someone and someone says, why don't you like that person? And we say, well, I just don't like them. They're, they're a bad person. I can't point to any specific charges, but they're just an evil person. That's why I don't like them. And that's what they're doing here. They've got no charge against Jesus. He, they can't say, yes, he's done this wrong. They just don't like him. He's an evildoer. We'll put a vague label on him. And Pilate recognises this. It's not like uh, I'm making this up here that you can see through this charge. Pilate sees through it. Verse 31, he says, Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. He recognises there's nothing going on here. Okay, guys, get lost. Um, You've you've got me up early in the morning here. No charge? Okay, on your your bike, get going. He recognises that there's no charge against Jesus. And so these people are showing hypocrisy in trying to be lawful but all the time wanting to murder an innocent man. And is, is this not such a big crime? Maybe he was a bit of a bad person, Jesus was, and they couldn't quite nail down all the bad things he did. It was all these little things added together to make him a criminal. No, we know from the rest of the Gospels that Jesus was a, a wonderful man. He always encouraged people to obey the law He he encouraged people to be moral and good. He helped people in tremendous ways. He did miracles all the time to help the sick, to cast out demons, to feed hungry people. He was a good man. And he even encouraged people to keep civil laws, to pay your taxes to Caesar, respect the authorities that are over you. He was a good man. And so this is great hypocrisy here. They really are wanting to murder not just any man, but a truly innocent man. And then it's terrible hypocrisy because it's not just that they're wanting him put to death, some quick execution, a gun to the head or um, lethal injection that we have today where we try to make the suffering not as bad as possible. They're wanting him to be put to death by the Romans, which means that he would be crucified rather than the kind of death that they would usually do. 
the, we read in that passage in Deuteronomy, what do you do with a profligate son, a, a drunken son that uh, is, won't respond to discipline? Well, they would stone him is what is said there in Deuteronomy. The Jews, their way of administering uh, capital punishment was stoning. They could also behead, they could uh, strangle, burn, uh, but not execute, they would not execute someone by hanging them on a tree. And that was that warning that we read in Deuteronomy chapter 21, that someone is cursed if they're hung on a tree. They are under God's curse. If you are simply stoned, you aren't under God's curse. And here the Jews aren't just wanting to stone Jesus, their hypocrisy is so great that they want to not just stone an innocent man, they want to make sure that he is hung on a tree and so under God's curse. So he experiences that painful suffering that comes with crucifixion. It was an excruciating death to die. They want that for him, but they also want the fact that he is cursed by being hung on a tree to die. This is great hypocrisy on the part of the Jews. They're showing that they are lawful. We want to keep the Passover. We want to make sure we don't enter a Gentile's house. We want to show that we keep Roman law. But all the time they're wanting to murder in a horrible way a truly innocent man. So we've seen that the Jews are hypocrites. Is hypocrisy something that is only in the past? Is it just in the times of these Jews here, this was a particularly bad moment in human history where human depravity was at its worst and, and it's not that way today. No, hypocrisy still exists. People still put on a front in the same way that the Jews did in their time. People still pretend to be lawful whilst being unlawful at the same time. And so to bring this out, I've got two last main points about Christian hypocrites and then non-Christian hypocrites. Christians are hypocrites as well. We fall prey to the sin of being hypocrites, of hypocrisy. And in the same way that these Jews fall into hypocrisy by pretending to be lawful whilst all the time being quite unlawful. How does that happen? Well, Christians are very good at keeping those laws that are visible, that are external, that show how clean a person they are to those around them. We're very good at attending church, uh, maybe week by week. We're very good at particularly going at Christmas and Easter and Good Friday like today. We're good at taking part in baptism and Holy Communion, making sure we're there so people see that we take part in Communion. We're also maybe very good at giving financially. When the bag comes around, we make sure we're seen to be putting something in. We're clean in those regards. Those things are all good things. To attend church is a good thing. It is something that God commands us to do. To give financially is a good thing. It's something God commands us to do. Take part in Holy Communion as we are going to is a good thing. It's something we're commanded to do but we're often meticulous in keeping these visible actions, these visible laws, whilst at the same time being unlawful in our hearts. Often Christians are hypocrites in the way that they have the attitude in their hearts towards those around them. They are not as loving as they should be. They should be loving to their brothers and sisters in Christ, but instead of being loving, they harbour hatred towards one another. They dislike people for the slightest thing. They are not forgiving and keep no record of wrongs about their brothers and sisters in Christ. Instead, they harbour 
feelings of hatred and anger and rage against those people when all the time attending church and looking clean on the outside but all the time in the inside they're dark and they're unloving in their attitude towards those around them. And we also show our hypocrisy in the fact that we don't love those who are non-Christians around us as well. We may be good at going to church and then even loving the brothers and sisters but when it comes to people outside the church oh well we don't really have any time for them. We don't have time to witness to them in the way that we should. We should lose some of our pride to maybe speak to someone about Christ even though they may not like us doing so and they may damage our reputation with them. No, we are not willing to do that and we're not willing to give up our time and our energy to go and witness to those around us. We're not willing to give up our time to study God's word more so that we can uh, understand the gospel more effectively so that we can share it with those non-Christians who are around us. We're not loving in the way that we should be and so we're hypocrites. On the outside we look wonderful, we go to church, we, we're there and we do all the right things that people can see but in our hearts we do not have that love that we are supposed to, that God loves and cherishes us to have. Are you a Christian this morning here and you are a hypocrite? You are someone who is lawful in some ways and particularly so that people can see you whilst all the time being unlawful and hating people in your hearts. That's what the Jews were doing here. They were hating Jesus so much that it got to the extent where it started to become visible, murder. Jesus um, says it's equivalent to if you are angry with someone, you have committed murder in your heart. Do you murder people whilst all the time going after that ceremonial cleanness that the Jews wanted? Now maybe uh, you're enjoying here this morning that I'm saying that Christians are hypocrites but non-Christians are also hypocrites. My third main point this morning is about non-Christian hypocrisy. How are non-Christians hypocrites? Well, like Jews and Christians, they pretend to be lawful whilst all the time being unlawful as well. How do non-Christians pretend to be lawful? Do they really want to keep God's law? Do they really want to keep laws at all to make themselves clean? Well, the default setting of every person is that they want to be a good person. Very rarely does anyone ever say that their goal in life is to be an evil, horrible person. Everybody seeks to be a good person, even atheists. It kind of bemuddles me. I I don't really understand. If I didn't believe in God, why would I seek uh, anyone else's good? I would only seek things for myself. But if you speak to atheists, they are on the default setting of humanity that we all want to be a good person. And so what laws do they keep? Well, they keep, uh, most of us would keep laws about stealing and murder. Uh, we don't commit adultery, those kinds of laws that, Jesus, uh, that God instituted. Um, and we try to be kind to those around us. We give to charity. Um, we, we may even do some religious work. If we're of a different religion, we fast, we pray, uh, we go on pilgrimages, things like that, to show that we are a good person. And so we keep laws to show that we are lawful as a non-Christian. But all the time being hypocrites because we aren't keeping that one law that really does matter. There is one law that is the best law, the one law that is most important of all. 
and that is to follow the command of Jesus to believe in him, to believe in God as the creator of the world and to trust in him. That is the only law that if you keep can actually make yourself clean. All the other laws that we try to do all the time to make ourselves clean don't make us clean. Being kind to those around us, not murdering, not stealing, uh, giving to the poor, those kinds of things that we think, if I do those, they will outweigh the bad things that I have done. But it doesn't. If we have this attitude of, if I do one good thing, one bad thing is then going to be uh, removed, it shows that we haven't really thought about what we're doing. We're meant to be good all the time. And so when we slip up once, that means our entire record is ruined. It's kind of like at work. If you were to say, ah, I idled two hours this morning, but four hours this, mo- this afternoon, I'm going to work really, really hard to make up for the two hours where I just spent surfing the internet. No, you're meant to work all the time at, you're at work. You can't say to your boss, oh, I worked pretty hard in the afternoon, so the morning was okay for me to bludge. You're meant to be hard-working at work all the time and it's the same with us as humans. We're meant to be good all the time and so when we slip up once, it doesn't matter how many good works we do later on, the bad work is still there. We need someone to take it away. We need someone to do that good work for us so that the bad is then removed. And thankfully that's what Christ did at the cross. He came as one who had never sinned and experienced pain and agony on the cross, the penalty of sin, so that it could be removed from those people who could never make it up because they're supposed to be good all the time. And so we need to follow that one law of believing in Jesus Christ. All the other laws that we follow aren't going to make us clean. The one law that will make us lawful completely is to repent of our sins and believe in Jesus Christ. Christians may be hypocrites. I'm a hypocrite. I do things all the time and people see them and think I'm a wonderful person but there are things in my heart all the time that show that I'm a hypocrite. But what makes me a Christian is that I recognise I'm a hypocrite And I then follow that one law of repenting of my sin and believing in Jesus Christ and that removes all the hypocrisy that is there, all the times I've broken the law of God and makes me a clean person. Are you a hypocrite here this morning? You show off that you're a good person whilst all the time neglecting following that one law that will save you, that one command of Jesus that if you believe in him, you will be clean, all your sin will be removed? I hope all of us here this morning are people who recognise we're hypocrites, but we recognise that we follow that one law that does save us, that does make us clean, that we repent of our sins and believe in Jesus' death as the innocent one who takes away the punishment of our sins. Let us speak with him now. Let us pray to him. Heavenly Father, we recognise that we as humans are so much hypocrites. We love to show that we are lawful 
abiding citizens, when all the time, deep down, we are committing great evils. Lord, we recognise that we cannot make up for ourselves by our good works those sins that we have committed in the past. But Lord, if we follow that one command of Jesus, that if we repent and believe in him, then all our sins will be removed, all our uncleanness will be taken and we will be clean and righteous before you. Lord, help us to be hypocrites who know that we are hypocrites and so continue trusting in Jesus. Continue trusting in following that law that he prescribed that if we trust in him, we will have eternal life and we will not be punished for our sins. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.